Welcome in a countdown to game time. Thanks for watching on Facebook Live and for listening on WKYT Podcast. Today's show and every show is brought to you by Bluegrass Orthopedics. Dave Baker, Alex Walker, we got a big weekend on tap for UK basketball. That's where we're going to start. It's a big Saturday. Fifth-ranked Kentucky at mm -hmm. Mississippi State. The hump is where the show is. It's already sold out there. It's going to be a whiteout in Starkville. Uh, based on your experiences, that's kind of another tough place to play in the SEC. It, it, it's crazy. Now, they haven't had the crowds that they've had in, in, in recent years. This year, Ben Howland has kind of reinvigorated the place, but I've been down there for some Kentucky games. I mean, where it's an absolute madhouse, you know, back in the old Super Tuesday days and all that yep. stuff and everything. And and then, listen, I know people. I don't know if you know. It's called Stark Vegas. They actually have oh. shirts that say Stark Vegas, and that is an ode to the less than uh, less than lavish uh, stuff that goes Night on. Life. But yeah. but but I will tell you, when there's a big game, those people really <laughs> get after it. And, I mean, it's an early Saturday game. We did a football game down there one Friday. It was a Friday after Thanksgiving. And, I mean, the town is like rocking on Thanksgiving night. <laughs> Getting nice. ready for Ole Miss and, and Mississippi State. So that, that crowd is energized. It's a big game for Ben Howland's yep. club because they had a lot of expectations this year. They let one get away in, what, two overtimes the other night to LSU? Yeah, LSU. Yeah, it was a tough loss. Right. And so, and so for Kentucky now, you know, it's a start of a huge week mm -hmm. in this regular season. Yes, it is. They, of course, have Tennessee next Saturday. We'll get to that in just mm -hmm. a bit. But it's going to be a big day on Saturday on WKYT. The game's at 1 o'clock. Yep. At 12 o'clock, we have a half-hour Wildcat warm-up show that you can watch right here on WKYT, followed by a really cool half-hour show that they're doing with the right, uh, selection right. committee. Of course, Brian and the guys will be live at the Hump at, yep. at, at noon. Then uh, what CBS started doing uh, a year ago was they did like a mid-season bracket show. And so the NCAA selections committee, all those members, they meet at the middle of the season. And this is kind of like their last meeting before they get together and pick the teams. Mitch Barnhart, the UK AD, is on that committee. So what they'll do is at 1230, they'll come out and they'll show you the top 16 seeds and so like for instance Lenardi came out with some bracketology today which shows that Kentucky could possibly get to that Louisville mm -hmm. regional even if they aren't a one seed they had in his bracketology today Virginia was a one seed Kentucky was a two seed both going to Louisville but it'll be interesting to see how the committee has that laid out you'll see that at 1230 right before tip at one we know that BBN will travel no matter where the site yes. is but if it was in Louisville that would be pretty and, awesome. And, and we've seen it. Yeah, I mean, you were just probably in high school or something. Mm -hmm. It hadn't been that long ago. But like three, four years ago, I mean, it was a it was a great, great regional over in Louisville. That would be a lot of fun if they can get mm -hmm. there. Of course, this is a chance for UK to extend its winning streak to 10 games back in January. Kentucky here at Rupp beating Mississippi State by 21 points. And that game was part of their current stretch of stellar sure. defensive play. The Cats have only allowed more than 55 points once since January 19th. And Tony Barbie... He explains why they've been so good defensively. It becomes that important to you individually to protect each other collectively. Then you can become pretty good, especially with the pieces that we have, the length, um, the size, the physicality inside, the quickness on the perimeter. And then when you got a couple pit bulls at the top of your defense in Ashton and uh, Emmanuel, it makes it really hard for the other team. And Dave's a pit bull as well, defensively. Stop it, right? stop yep. it. I, I, I like what he said about that, though, because it really has started with those guys out front. 
and especially Ashton Hagens. And we've had a lot of people, I, I've had a lot of people asking about the last week about Hagens and his offense. It's like, dude, don't worry about that. For I, real. I mean, his defense will carry him and get him through this little offensive slump. But the other thing that Tony said on down the line in that is that not only is it those guys, but there aren't the shot blockers the way there were when uh, Davis was here and Carl Anthony mm -hmm. Towns and those guys. But the fact that you've got guys like, like P.J. Washington and Reed Travis who are so big. He talked about them being big barrel-chested guys yep. that they can really impact shots in a positive way for the defense without actually getting blocks. And a big part of this defensive transformation as well has been EJ Montgomery finally has confidence. Sure. He's finally going out on the court and, and presenting himself with a, with a more authoritative way. I mean, it seemed like early on he was kind of looked like a fish out of water, didn't really know what to do. He's so athletic and talented, but didn't quite know what to use it for. Now, especially in that South Carolina game, his first double-double, had a couple blocks. So that could be big if they can have another guy coming off the bench in addition to Nick defensively. Oh, sure. And and when you guys start having kids, you'll get it. Every <laughs> No, seriously, everybody gets it at a different yep. time. And there's no rhyme or reason yep. to it. A lot of people laugh at stuff that Cal says. You know, some guys come in and they are ready to go from the jump. And some guys, you know, you can tell them the same thing or, or try to get them to do the same thing for a couple of months, and then all of a sudden it just clicks. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think that's what started to happen with some of these guys. When you look at the defense, look at the current stretch here. Mm -hmm. The last time they played Mississippi State, I think they had 55 points. Right. And it was Kansas, well below Kansas' season average. Vandy. Kentucky embarrassed Vandy on the road. Then he got Florida in the second half. They just completely locked down the Gators. Yep. They couldn't hit anything. Then South Carolina was as good as it gets. I mean, the Gamecocks had an off night offensively, but that was because the defense sure. played as well as they did. Now, looking at this game specifically, mm -hmm. if you're a Kentucky, this is not a trap game. You don't look at this. This is a tough place to play, but, but Tennessee looms. Tennessee is a week away. That's the big showdown. But Tony Barbie said when asked today, is Mississippi State a trap game? Like he always says, it's most certainly not when you're Kentucky. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I've heard a couple times trap games and this and, and that. Not with this team. This team is focused. I mean, you see it. Um, you see it every day in practice. You know, the, the practices are so competitive um, that you can't expect a letdown in the games. These guys are in practice are going after each other. They're competing against each other. They're having fun together. Um, and so it doesn't matter the opponent on the floor. They're going to come to play every night. Coaches may not want to talk about it, but mm -hmm. you know the word gets around to players. They know how important these games are for seeding purposes. They're not dumb. They realize Louisville is a potential spot if they can continue to rack off wins, 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 and potentially beat Tennessee. Uh, do you think these players kind of are in tune with that, knowing that if they can continue this winning streak, that that one seed's still in grasp? They, they, these guys are really different. I mean, they're really confident, mm -hmm. but they are not cocky. And a lot of young teams especially, you know, they kind of curl up on the road in those environments. I think these guys like playing in they front of those. Thrive in they thrive They really do. Yep. And, and not in a bad sort of way either. But, but you do have to be careful because I'll take you to task just ever so slightly. You talked about Tennessee looming, right? Yep. What about LSU on Tuesday night? Yeah, they dude, been playing dude, well. LSU's like they, seven and two. And the right, they're right there with Kentucky yeah. in the standings, and and they just got that double overtime win uh, in Stark Vegas. I mean, and I'm I'm just playing with it, but but I mean it's huge. It's it's three huge games, and if Mississippi State hadn't had their recent stumbles and maybe LSU, it, it, it could very well be as difficult as that stretch they went through a couple of weeks ago, where they played three top 25s in the same week. Auburn, Kansas, they passed with flying colors, so hopefully they do that. Again. Again, here, the game was a one o'clock tip-off. Like yes. you mentioned earlier, it's a packed afternoon here on WKYT. Don't just tune in at one. 
Tune in at noon. We have a half hour pregame show, Wildcat warm up on WKYT. We'll have a live show from here. We'll also hear from the guys down in Starkville. Brian Milam will be there. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, should be, it should be a really neat atmosphere, a chance for Kentucky to continue its winning streak to 10 games. Now, as for the Kentucky ladies, they were down in Alabama last night at Auburn. They hit their first, not three or four or five, they what? hit their first eight threes eight in threes. the game yep. and finished 11 of 20. That's over 50%. They put on an absolute show, and they continue to prove that they could be one of those talented SEC teams if they get in the right place in the tournament. They could do some damage in March. WNBA skills competition is about what it was like, right? <laughs> I know, right? I, I, I tell you, you know, uh, Matthew Mitchell, uh, he and Jenna do so much uh, in the community and everything, and people focus on that. That dude can coach, and I mean, he has gotten as much uh, out of this team this year. There's still a long way to mm -hmm. go, but the way they've kind of pieced it together, they've won against teams with different styles, and so this was the first of two in Alabama. They play uh, in Tuscaloosa on Sunday, uh, but so far so good as they get set to head toward the final push in the regular season. Actually get a, a, a rare Monday game at Alabama because they're on Oh, the it SEC is a Monday network. game. That's but right. That's it's right. their only one all year. I was confused, too. I, was like, I think they're playing Sunday, but they're actually playing Monday. It's the but... showcase game. Yes, and it should be a showcase game because Kentucky showed out against Auburn. But look at some of these stats. We have some neat stats for you here uh, in this game. Ryan Howard had 19 points, four rebounds, six assists, three steals. Yep. Look at some of the history with Ryan Howard. She's just a freshman. She has 380 points this season, fourth most by a freshman in the season in program history. Needs 33 more points to move into third. She is really, really talented. And as for Taylor Murray, she's a senior. She's been around for a while. But look at some of these stats. She had 17 points last night, four assists, six steals. She has over 400 career assists, 414. That's seventh most in program history. She has 262 steals, sixth most in program history, which shows how much Taylor has meant to UK and Matthew Mitchell because she is a lot of fun to watch. She's a dog out there on the court. She absolutely is. And you, you talk about Howard and what she's done with her freshman scoring. I think she's I think she's in within within reach of Valerie Stills freshman scoring that mark. That's correct. And yep. of course Valerie just named to the Women's College Basketball Hall of Fame earlier this week. Which is really cool and, and a well-deserved spot absolutely. in the Hall of Fame. Like we said, we can watch that game, Alabama, Monday at 7 o'clock on the SEC Network. Matthew Mitchell saying after they beat Florida on Sunday, we realize that if we don't want to put ourselves in a bad spot come March, we need to keep winning these right, games right. late because there's so many talented teams at the top of the AP pool in women's basketball. You don't want to mess around where you got to play one of those in the second round or the and, third and, round. And they've got the opportunity because of the way the women's bracket is set up to host here. Yes, which um, would be really cool. Absolutely. Let me mention one other basketball thing before we move on, before I forget it. And, and Cal doesn't get enough credit for this in terms of what he does in managing everything that's mm -hmm. around this program. You look at what happened since uh, Kentucky beat Kansas. D'Souza out for this year and next year. And we got so busy yesterday, but very quietly, LaGerald uh, La Vick. La yep. Vick left the program for personal reasons. He was arguably their uh, their top outside threat, did not play well here in Lexington, and that just adds even more to the turmoil there at Kansas. It's just crazy. Yeah, they're going through a lot. So is Arizona, some other teams around the country. And, and they probably have not gone through all they're going to go through. No, it's, it's only the start of what could yes. be a very tumultuous rest of the season. Now, we have some other U.K. news to football yep. now. Matt House, U.K.'s defensive coordinator, reportedly considering an offer to join the staff of the Kansas City Chiefs, a source telling us here at WKYT that House is meeting with Kansas City today, but a deal has not been finalized at this point. ESPN's Field Yates actually tweeted this morning that House was expected to become the new linebackers coach for the Chiefs. 
New, de new defensive coordinator at KC, Steve Spagnola, who was just hired, worked with House on the Rams staff back in 2009. So there is some familiarity mm -hmm. there. House has played a major role in the Wildcats' success the last couple of years. Of course, specifically the linebackers have been outstanding under House. So with this news, uh, what, do you, what do you know about the situation? Because I know you're dialed sure. in here. Well, here's, here's where we are now at 328 Eastern, and mm -hmm. I haven't seen my phone in a few minutes. But the people that I talked to at UK today, once this word came out, they thought this was a done deal last night, mm -hmm. a done deal that they had done what they needed to do to keep Matt House here uh, at UK. And the way that their calendar is, is they always uh, give the staff and everybody the weekend off after they finish up recruiting. So they can do about anything they want. And so uh, we got word a little while ago that, that Matt was, in fact, in Kansas City today talking to the Chiefs, did not take the family or anything but but they UK has come back with a substantial increase in salary which is commensurate with a coordinator in the SEC and I would also tell you that that coordinator in the SEC is going to make more than a position coach in the NFL and interestingly enough Stoops' brother, Bob, was yesterday named the new coach and GM of the Dallas XFL team. And they asked Bob about would he bring brother Mike with him to coordinate his defense as he had before in Oklahoma. And he said Mike's a college guy. And basically mm -hmm. what he said, too, was he can't make as much money in the pros as he can in college. Correct. So that's something to certainly keep in mind. It's, of course, very preliminary. We don't know yet if House has taken the job. But let's say House does leave for Kansas City. Who does Mark Stoops replace on the staff? Here's just some numbers and some names we threw out here quick. Of course, the first name that comes to mind is Mike Stoops, his brother, who has actually just took a, an analyst position at Alabama. So right, right. But what spot. an analyst position is, it's like, you know, those are at-will employees most places. There's mm -hmm. no contract involved. And, and really, guys that have been in the situation of Mike Stoops, they go to places like that so they can get more experience while they're still getting their buyout from their previous employer. And, of course, he was let go as Oklahoma defensive coordinator midway through the season last year. And there was a report, I want to say, today's Friday, Wednesday, that he was going to go to Alabama. However, there's been no official announcement from Alabama yet. As we mentioned, he worked with Bob Stoops as his defensive coordinator. And he and Mark worked on the same staff uh, at Arizona some years ago. So that it, it all boils down to who's more comfortable with. Of yes. course, that's going to be a big deciding factor. One guy who he certainly knows, respects, and who's done a great job here at Kentucky is Brad White. He was with the Colts last season. This season, the, the biggest pinpoint is Josh Allen is a potential number one pick in the NFL draft, and he worked with Josh very closely. Mm -hmm. Do you look at Brad White as a guy that could, could step in? We don't know how much play calling experience he has, right. but is he a guy that could step into that role? He, he, he could, and uh, I think it was um, the Todd McShay draft 2.0 yesterday he actually had uh, Bosa as one and had Josh Allen as number two in his latest so you're right on point there he, here's what I would also say that that whoever it is is Mark has not only got to be comfortable with him but he's got to be comfortable with what they're doing there are a number of people that would tell you that when Matt House was first here as defensive coordinator that that Mark was still calling a lot a lot of the plays and I think Mark would probably tell you that you know once he stepped away from that 
that defense kind of and that's kind of growing into being a head coach you know and, and he worked so closely on defense but when he took that step back a little bit I mean, what Matt House did with this defense over the last couple of years, I think has been really, really good. The other uh, fellow that we had up there was John Sumrall. Uh, John is a former UK player uh, who was linebackers coach at uh, Ole Miss, I believe it was last year, and has got a lot of playing experience. Certainly uh, because of his connection with Kentucky, we've got that up there. I don't know what relationship, if any, he would have with Mark Stoops or anybody else on the defensive staff. And he has a, a very solid resume, of course, being an old sure. Miss now just shows where he's trending as a as a potential defensive bright mind of the future. But he was on Neil Brown's staff at Troy, was a candidate to replace Neil Brown at Troy. Mm -hmm. The Trojans defense was stellar when he was there. And he also has that he has that Kentucky connection, which is of course very important. But we, like we said, it boils down to who's Mark comfortable with. And we don't even know if this is going to happen first. It's just some preliminary names and, and, to think about if Mark, if House does leave. And, and I will say this to you, that the people that I talked to at UK today, I asked that very question. And the response was, we were in a position where we felt so good that he was coming back last night. It never even got to that point. And so the other thing that I didn't mention is, is the, the super agent. In college <laughs> athletics is Jimmy Sexton. Yep. And Matt House became a client of Jimmy Sexton just back in December. So there is some feeling that perhaps this is Jimmy up there just trying to do the best that he can for his client. And that's okay. You don't have leverage unless you ever use it. And yep. so uh, a lot of it will come down to, and somebody that I was uh, talking to, uh, is, is lifestyle. And, 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 and in full disclosure, my little guy and, and young Jackson House play football together and everything in the same baseball league, and Jackson is a great kid. It's a, it's a really great family besides how good of a football coach Matt is. But in the NFL, I mean, you kill yourself, right? But you do have an offseason mm -hmm. because there are only so many of those uh, OTAs that they can have mm -hmm. and everything, and a, a lot of staffs will just shut it down for a month or mm -hmm. two. And the way that the college game has got between camps. It's a 12-month Two cycle. signing periods per year and everything. The question is, is does the ability to have that kind of downtime, does that maybe override what he might be leaving on the table in terms of salary? A lot of, a lot of factors to consider sure. here. And one more quick note about this whole development with House is, Back on Wednesday during Mark Stoops' signing day press conference, yep. he said, we've gotten a lot of calls from NFL guys saying, we're interested in your guys. Mm -hmm. And that's a sign of where this program's going, too, that you're even having interest from, from NFL teams looking at your coordinators. But and, if, and you want teams to have interest in oh, your guys oh, absolutely. instead of yeah. no interest in your yeah, guys. It, it, right? means, it means you're doing something right. And Kentucky's defense especially was phenomenal this season. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Uh, what he does indeed do, just stay updated on WKYT's Twitter, Facebook, social media accounts, and we'll, we'll get that news to you as soon as mm -hmm. it happens. Well, that's it for our Countdown to Game Time. Thanks for watching on Facebook. Thanks for listening on WKYT Come Podcast. Isn't he the best? He hey. is the best. Plugs, plugs, He plugs, is the best. Mm -hmm. Hold it. Did you not mention what happened last weekend? I believe somebody's now weekend. officially like licensed here in the state of Kentucky, right? Oh yes, yes. My girlfriend's an official licensed nurse now, so she's how about she's that? Legit. Come on, she's come on. Got that RN title now. I'm just Alex Walker, uh, weekend sports anchor. So it's WSN. It was important for her to get that title so we could keep him here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She's making more money than I am, so she's going to start paying for my. Suit, and so. she's saving lives too, instead of. Hanging out and with instead me. Instead of doing sports anything, right? which isn't really that important. Just <laughs> one final reminder, 12 o'clock Saturday on WKYT, Wildcat warm-up. Then we have the bracket show from 1230 to 1. Then it's Cats, Mississippi State, 1 o'clock on WKYT. Thanks for watching.